Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. A few years ago, I saw a huge gap in the market for an app that was like a cycling coach, but in your pocket. I knew that AI was ultimately going to be the best coach in the world, and I spent about two years of my life trying to make this app happen. Unfortunately for me, it didn't happen. But ever since then, I've kept a really close eye on this space to see if anyone else could succeed where I failed. The Breakaway app caught my attention a couple of months ago because Christian van der Velde, yep, the Christian van der Velde who came fourth in the Tour de France, is one of the co-founders. And it seems that the Breakaway have created the ultimate cycling training companion and they're bringing low-cost coaching to the masses. You'll know from listening to the podcast that my pet peeve is when cyclists head out the door with no plan, no goal, and just roll around without an objective. Don't be that guy! The Breakaway app looks at all your historic training data and it builds a plan around your strengths and weaknesses so you're always going to have the perfect session. They also have integrations which I'm really excited about. Whoop and Aura Ring. The reason I've previously ditched my wearables is because the data just wasn't informing my training. No longer the case. Head on over to roadmantrial.com and you can download their app for free. That's roadmantrial, R-O-A-D-M-A-N-T-R-I-A-L dot com and download the app for free. The link to this is in today's show notes. Well, hello all you beautiful cyclists. Now, I get asked all of the time what my favourite Roadman Cycling podcast is. Who was the guest that Anthony interviewed that just blew me away or what is my number one podcast that I would tell someone to check out from are over 900 episodes, which I cannot believe we have that many episodes. And it's a really hard one to answer. There's so many good ones. But last week, I was incredibly blown away by Anthony's chat with Tim Spector. And I wanted to chat a little bit about that and go into a bit more detail about one particular aspect of their discussion. This is an area that's a huge focus for Dr. Spector's research and actually has become his life's work and that is the gut biome. Now about a year ago I released a podcast on gut biome. It was kind of a general podcast about what it is and how we can look after it. So I've always had an interest in this aspect of health but today I want to talk about gut biome with a focus on weight loss and weight loss and dieting are something that I'm very very familiar with. For the past 20 years I would say I've been on one kind of diet or another. I've tried everything. I've tried them all. I've even done the cabbage soup diet. I've done Weight Watchers. One time I actually managed to make myself chronically anemic because I was doing this crazy 800 calorie a day diet. I did that for a few months. I managed to make myself very, very sick. Yeah, I was skinny, but I was incredibly unhealthy. I was sick and I was weak. And if I'm honest, my mental health suffered because I was constantly obsessing about food and being hungry and not eating and I can eat this and in a couple of hours I can eat maybe. And then when I did eat, if I did have something to eat, I'd beat myself up and I'd feel guilty about that. You know, I was just giving myself a hard time because 
I was nourishing my body, but I was just so afraid to put on weight or so obsessed with losing weight. And I know that weight management is an issue for a lot of people. And it's very hard because we're literally fighting every day not to eat those fatty or sugary treats. And we're constantly being bombarded with messages about delicious food. And our attraction to these high calorie foods is very deeply rooted in the evolutionary mechanisms that have really shaped human survival and in the ancestral environment where food is very scarce that was a constant threat to our survival I mean our ancestors faced challenges every day of getting enough energy to get through periods of potential famine or times where they couldn't find food so the human body is smart and it evolved to really favor these calorie dense foods that are rich in fats rich in sugars because that was a means of ensuring that we survived during those times of scarcity high calorie foods provided a quick and concentrated source of energy for our ancestors. So that allowed them to store excess calories in fat when the leaner times came and they could use those stores. And this adaptive trait is really reflected in modern day taste preferences. As I said, those fats, those sugars, they were once really, really rare and prized. You know, finding a tree that had really ripe berries, that was amazing for our ancestors. But now we literally have these calorie dense foods everywhere in our environment and not only that the reward centers in our brain it responds so excitedly to the consumption of these calorific dense foods and that reinforces the inclination to go and find them and seek them out and eat them it's a very pleasurable experience and the preference for high calorie foods it's not just a matter of taste either as I said it's a survival strategy it's very deeply ingrained in our biology and in our DNA and our bodies drive us towards these energy dense options to ensure that we have the reserves needed for times when food may be less abundant and yet this biological design it served our ancestors really well but the challenge now is that we have to navigate an environment that's completely saturated with all of these easily accessible high calorie options and that contributes to these challenges in managing our weight and our overall health. So what is the approach? What are the new ways of thinking about weight loss? And is there another approach than just pure willpower alone and having to absolutely white knuckle ride weight loss? Well, there is a growing understanding of this intricate relationship that we have between the gut microbiome and weight management. And it really is quite promising for a bit of a more nuanced and sustainable approach to maintaining a healthy weight. Traditionally, that weight management heavily relied on, as I said, willpower and very restrictive dietary practices like that 800 calorie per day diet that I was on. But now these new insights into the role of the gut microbes suggest that we can get personalized strategies and we can tailor these 
individual microbiome profiles, we can give specific ways and means for an individual to lose weight and manage weight. And that could potentially revolutionize the way that we approach weight control. If we understand how specific gut bacteria influence your metabolism, your appetite regulation, fat storage, then we can potentially customize these weight management plans for individuals. And these type of approaches might actually take us away from that need for sheer willpower because we're now going to be aligning our lifestyle choices with the natural inclinations of this well-balanced gut microbiome. So it's really, really good news. And we're starting to come a long way in our research development and our understanding of our body as an entirety. And something that Tim Spector said the other day was that if you put all of the different components of your biome, like bacteria, viruses, fungi, your protozoa, all of these tiny little microorganisms. And as I said, there's millions of them. Well, if we put them all together, combined, they weigh up to about between one and a half to two kilograms, which is about the same weight as a human brain. So it's a very large volume. It's like really having an extra organ in our body. And something of that size can't but have a really significant influence on our bodies. That's what I feel anyway. I really believe in the power of this gut microbiome. So in what ways has it been proven that this extra organ, as I'm calling it, affect your weight management? Well, a big one is through the metabolism of dietary fiber. Now we're constantly told to eat more fiber, that we'll feel more full if we eat more fiber in our diet. The way that your gut processes the fiber that you eat does affect your weight and fiber found in foods like fruits and veggies that can't be fully broken down by our bodies instead it's kind of fermented by these bacteria in your gut that process creates short chain fatty acids and these are really important they have loads of effects on how your bodies work. They provide energy for the cells in your colon. They can influence how your body uses energy locally in organs. These short chain fatty acids also play a crucial role in controlling feelings of hunger and fullness. And that will impact how much you eat and that's going to help with weight management. Also, these short chain fatty acids may improve how your body responds to insulin. I'm going to go into that a little bit further later and that affects how it handles sugars and stores of fat. So eating a diet really rich in fiber supports this very diverse and balanced gut, all that flora and fauna in your gut and that will have great benefits for your metabolism and your weight control. Another huge aspect is the influence of gut biome on appetite regulation. So your gut microbes produce these signaling molecules that influence appetite appetite and how satisfied you are with what you've eaten and imbalances in your gut microbiome composition affects these signals leading to either overeating or undereating. So your gut biome is in constant communication with your brain and it's giving it cues about your nutritional needs. Have you ever had a craving for something, a craving for a piece of liver? And I don't think anyone has ever had a craving for a piece of liver. Perhaps you have, but something like red meat, that would usually be your microbiome telling your brain that perhaps you need some iron or some protein. 
But if the composition of the system, so if these little cues aren't being sent to your brain, if the system's out of tune, those signals are disrupted and that leads to bouts of over or under eating. And your gut biome plays a huge role in inflammation. Now, inflammation is very much a buzzword at the moment, and we know that we very much want to avoid inflammation like the plague because we know that inflammation leads to chronic diseases like cancer. So when the balance of the gut microbiome is disrupted, that contributes to inflammation and the inflammation that's associated with gut microbiome is linked very heavily to obesity. Now this inflammation isn't a very acute response to an injury like you would get if you cut yourself but it's a very chronic low-grade condition and that persists over time creating long-term chronic inflammation and research has established a connection between this chronic low-grade inflammation and disruptions in your normal metabolic processes and that potentially contributes to weight gain so it's very subtle it but it's very persistent it's kind of like a persistent background noise that's interfering with the smooth operation of your body's metabolic machinery and that ongoing inflammation can impact how the body handles your energy, how it stores fat, how it regulates various metabolic functions, which can all lead to problems with weight management. There is also a very strong connection between the gut microbiome and insulin sensitivity. That unveils a crucial link between the health of our gut and our body's ability to regulate blood sugar levels which is so important because when our cells respond optimally to insulin the body's better equipped to utilize glucose for energy production rather than storing it as fat and our gut microbiome because it's got this intricate web of bacteria and other microorganisms that influences this fundamental aspect of metabolic health. So there is just a few ways that your gut microbiome affects how you manage your weight. It's definitely something to really drill into and think about on a deep level. And I've just ordered Tim Spector's latest book, Food for Life, where he goes into this in greater detail. And of course, once I have that red cover to cover, I'm going to come back and report on it with some more details about this amazing system. That's it for me today, folks. I'm going to be back next week for newbie questions with Anthony. If you're missing me in the meantime, you can go and check out my Twitter page. That's at Sarah Ann Egan. Until next week, safe peddling. Mwah.